میشه for tuning in this morning uh it's it's a saturday it's a fall saturday i know that sounds sad to say but i, I don't know fall is not fall is a season that i look forward to mainly because you're inside and you could cook a lot of stuff and stay warm um but it's just a precursor to the, the big s word which is snow <laughs> so uh, I know that's too early to be talking about, but <laughs> thank you all so much for joining me, uh, Twin Cities, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Eastside. Thank you. Um, yeah, I hope you're going to sit back, have some coffee, and listen to our segment here about food. First and foremost, I have a wonderful guest in with me, Home Chef. <laughs> yes, Home Chef. Jeff like uh, Jeff James good lord <laughs> he's sitting right in front of me sorry he's laughing because he knows I know his name anyway James Leckett's <sighs> hey, embarrassing <laughs> looking at him and calling Jeff <laughs> morning James hey <laughs> oh god how embarrassing is that anyway thank you so much for being here James I really appreciate it um I I am really excited about our conversation. I've talked about this for weeks, um, and I didn't have a, a chance to actually reach out and get for us to schedule something. My fault, admittedly. Um, but this there was it was James's birthday last month, like mine. We're Virgo brothers. So. Virgos, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, we James decided to do this wonderful. Meal. I, that's all I could describe it as. It's a, a wonderful meal. I mean, full on smorgasbord of uh, dishes and desserts and appetizers. And so we, that's what we're going to talk about. So I, I hope you are prepared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've. If you've seen online already, I posted some pictures. He was actually in the kitchen. I mean, they were. Uh, he and some friends, and I was also there as well, um, making his own pasta, and along with all these other dishes that are uh, online for you to see as well. So as we as we talk about them, you'll get an idea. At least if you're going to the page, definitely you know visit the um, the Unbougie Foodie Facebook page, and you'll see these wonderful photos of just some of this stuff was just amazing. So let's just get right into it. Um, first, though, yeah, I need to ask. He always refers to his spirit animal. Who is that? Oh, my spirit animal is <laughs> Julia Child. <laughs> Julia Child is yeah. mine. On all my um, my Instagram and Facebook, mostly is now just food images of things I'm drinking. And my first tag is always Julia is my spirit animal. <laughs> and what? I think I may have asked before when um, you've been on the show, what got you so interested in doing French? Because 
to me and I guess just a person that I, I cook but I haven't gone into all these different cuisines and so forth French would seem kind of difficult um, and maybe because just for the person that doesn't have all the different types of equipment and pots and pans and so forth what made you go into it but you know I don't have all the equipment either and here's the great thing is that um, um, I don't know how I got my first Julia Child cookbook for Christmas years ago for my sister. Okay. I remember I got it. I wasn't expecting it. I almost started crying. Oh. She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you give me an emotion. I'm like, yes, it's Julia Child. Um, and because of her first cookbook, um, um, she goes through the basics of how to do a lot of French techniques. Okay. And it's really laid out for you. And so just learning from that, you're able to incorporate all those other those techniques into a lot of things, like a, a basic roux. You use for a lot of things. We don't even know what's called, like making a gravy. Yeah, you start with the roux. Exactly. You know, you start with all these these sauces, which are the basis of so many foods that we eat. And a lot of it comes from French cooking. And so we just, I can just incorporate that then into all a bunch other. of other things. That's true. Right? That makes sense. Um, when it comes down to, I guess, just that, I shouldn't say that because, you know, like myself, I like to just come up with stuff or what some of the interesting um, dishes that you make um, yes do you do they just come directly from out of the cookbook or do you put your own spin on it at times my own spin on it okay a lot of times sometimes like if I wanted something like I know today um, because it is fall it's stew season and soup yes. season right yes and so I know this weekend I'm making um, one of my favorite stews from, of a Jewish child in her second cookbook um, mastering out of French cuisine and it is this beef stew but instead of having like um, the added perk is that you put capers and black olives. Oh, in it. okay. Super great, super easy. It has that kind of briny thing. That's one of my favorites too. So that's going to be happening today. Okay. So I know that one. Like I can probably just repeat the recipe for you right yeah. off the top. But you know, it's that. We can turn that then. But then other things like I started making my sausage, and I started out with a <laughs> original. Start again. Well, salami, okay, right. salami. Okay. Okay. No, that was, a, that was a hardcore fail. Okay. That was a hardcore. Fail. But making sausage, I do quite often all the time now. Okay. I have my my freezer is full of it. Okay. But with that, I started learning just basic, like, from cookbooks. And now, because I know the, the basics of what's in it, like, we have a whole bunch of my, my buddy Nate and I, who that's why I make it with him. We just keep on changing up everything. And I'm excited. We want to do, it like, Minnesota sausage. Oh. His dad's a big hunter. Okay. And so, like, taking, making yes. venison, yes. venison blueberry wild rice would be so tasty. Oh, my God. Right. So just uh, incorporating all these, like, Minnesota flavors that are just I'm, here. I'm a, I'm a beggar. You know that, right? <laughs> I'm a beggar. Mm-hmm. So. And his, his brother in law's a big duck hunter. And so I wonder how many ducks it would actually take to make duck sausage. It might be a lot <laughs> to get it off a wild duck. But wow. it's still those ideas of using those flavors that are just wild here and putting those into sausage. Oh, cool. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah. That, especially that venison one. Mm-hmm. Uh, has, any, has anyone ever done that before? Well, uh, I feel like you, you think uh, there has been maybe well the venison sausage like, well I'm from the Iron Range so that's just a common thing that you that's just up there venison. because yeah ideal hunting is basically a holiday okay. <laughs> for those two weeks I'm on the Iron Range yeah. um, and um, but like, venison sausage tastes like the typical one is kind of like just your basic salt spiced sausage with venison okay so it doesn't really go out of the ordinary but we're like oh but these great flavors that we have here right let's incorporate those because venison is really gamey. It has, it's that tough meat. It has that, that strong game flavor. But why not sweeten it with some blueberry? 
and then add, add that kind of base of wild rice would be really kind of nice, I think. I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm the one that's causing us to get away from you know our main topic that we're going to. But about the Vanson part, can't you kind of like do a cook it as I'm doing low and slow or, or you know so that it just kind of really breaks down and that it's probably, not so gamey probably and then still be able to use that within the sausage or I, yeah, I I, I, yeah sure okay yeah I have no idea because I've only made sausage too with raw ground meat I've never cooked it before and okay. then cased it is that possible? Is that something that can be I done? I think it is possible. Okay. The case would have... We still warm it up to cook it, so the casing would then cook or shrink, whatever it does when right. you're in the process. I don't know what the actual chemistry is. Okay. But I think you could do it with um, pre-cooked okay. meat as well. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, again, I'm a beggar, so I, I hope to at least have one link, maybe. Or a piece <laughs> of one. Anyway, back to the uh, task at hand. Gosh, this... This meal, dude, honestly, um, I'm not trying to give you a swelled head or anything like that, but this was bomb. It really was. It ha- I had so much fun, and I think I may have ch- chopped maybe one thing or something like that, but just to be there for the whole experience and everything was really awesome. So, you know, tell us a little bit about, I'm going to leave the best, not even the best, because everything was good, but the fabulous yeah guarantee for last uh tell us about what was that it's that pastry these uh, so yep one of the appetizers we made um were they're called gogeres okay which is basically it's just a cheese puff yeah <laughs> and it tasted so good y'all i'm telling you, you, you yeah and they're really not that hard to make mm. they're not that hard to make and so what you do is you take a pate show which is just a it's a, a dough that make cream puffs with okay like those like or eclairs it's that hollow dough that puffs up when you bake it right so it's just you make that, and then instead of incorporating like custard into it, you incorporate cheese. Okay. So you just whisk it together, and and the, the interesting thing about that dough is how you create it first. It's not you don't just put dry ingredients together and whisk it. Mm. You actually boil water and butter first, so the butter is incorporated all the way through the liquid. Interesting. Then you add the flour into that water. Wow. And then cook it for a little bit so the the flour kind of that taste kind of goes away. Okay. And that's your base. Then you incorporate eggs into that paste that's in, all that's interesting because and i say that because i i've seen you all prepare things before i guess i know that i was a little late i wasn't late but just that you all were already preparing things and i wasn't there for that process and i'm like i don't remember hearing anything about boiling water and then putting butter yeah so that's interesting and you boil water put the butter in and then you, you create this paste and then you add the eggs into that paste and that is like it is an arm workout. <laughs> it's an arm workout. <laughs> Getting those eggs to combine into everything, especially as you keep on adding them. The eggs take longer and longer to incorporate. Oh, wow. Okay. And then it just you gotta hurts you off. Okay. <laughs> you but that egg is what makes everything puff up Okay. when you bake it. So we just incorporate this cheese, and um, the cheese that we use is Gruyere for that. Okay. Which is... I don't want to say this, but this is the best way I can describe it. It's like, it's a fancy version of cheddar. (laughs) It's a hard yellow cheese. It's kind of like between a cheddar and a Parmesan. Yes. Is what what Gruyere is like. And it's creamy when it melts. And it's salty. And it's really satisfying. Delicious on so many things. So that's what those are. It's just puffed up dough with cheese. Okay. And um, if you take off the cheese and just let them puff up naturally, they get really big and round. Okay. But with the cheese, it doesn't let it puff up as much because of the fat inside of it. Understood. But, man, they were so delicious. They have... These are not filters, as you can see. They're just all the pictures themselves of these dishes. So, 
vibrant i'm sorry I'm a, I'm a presentation person so looking at it and when you're taking a picture and these look so good uh you could smell the cheese coming from it and the aroma yeah it was yeah they're really tasty like and like you can just like about them. you can like pop like ten in your mouth and still go for another ten more. Yep. <laughs> that tasty because that's what was happening <laughs> as they were making them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. You want me to put these out on the table out there? Sure. Close the door behind me of the mm-hmm. kitchen. Yay. Yep. They're super great. Oh man. Um, the next I want to kind of mention or talk about what was this salad oh, this salad yes. this was just like one of those things we should have a vegetable <laughs> we should have vegetables of some sort because this is nothing but like pastries custards cheeses meat I'm like we need to have some fun, something going on <laughs> so it's just just a bunch of greens and then um our friends aaron and Seth let us host the party there yes. which was great and so we had tomatoes from the garden mm. that we popped in and then shaved fennel okay why not now Come on now, I'm about to talk about that vinaigrette. Right, that you remember that vinaigrette? Was so good. What did you put in it? Do you remember what I was do. in it? I okay, do. Please. So, um, before we talk about the salad, let's talk about the tarts. Okay, because it comes from the tarts. Okay. I okay. So I made two different tarts. Um, one that was a strawberry tart, basic strawberry tart, mm-hmm. and then um, the custard in the bottom is just basic um, creme patisserie, okay. which is just a baking custard. All right. Basic basic cream. It's just eggs, um, sugar, flour. You just make it to a custard. What are, I guess, uh, I'm just uh, simple words for me yeah. and for listeners too, because you know. I know this is getting some pretty bougie things. <laughs> <I'm> bougie. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, for someone that's not very familiar, it's like those are for baking terms or whatever. That seems to be like a, almost like a foundation what you start off with and to make it like a custard or something. Right. right? Yeah. Okay. Good. And so yep, the custard. So it's just. Um, Eggs and sugar, or egg yolks and sugar, okay. and you whisk those together until it forms what's called the ribbon. Okay. And I don't know how to describe the ribbon, I just know when I see it. <laughs> right. It's just the consistency of the egg yolks being bent to the sugar, and it's like the way you take out the whisk. Okay. It's the way that the, the yolk falls back into okay. the sugar, and it makes these ribbons. So you make that, then you add, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you add some milk, and then some flour, or cornstarch, I use flour. And you put it together, and then you slowly, slowly, it takes forever, um, cook it on the oven or the stovetop. Okay. And then it starts to thicken, and you have your custard. So then you flavor it with whatever you want. This The strawberry one's flavored with vanilla. Did you do that at um, Aaron and Sosa's place? Yeah. Or? Okay. Yep. Okay, y'all. Huh? I'm telling you, this dude, sorry, I'm, you're here, you're my friend, and I can refer to you <laughs> Yeah. This dude was cooking basically all this stuff. It was a, it was a two-day cooking adventure it was like okay okay he's got to run over here and look at the oven oh, i gotta look over here on the stove wait a minute i gotta go over here by the uh you know by the pasta you know maker or uh, what do you call it roller roller yeah mm-hmm. exactly oh that pasta was a catastrophe but it worked out it, it turned it, out it worked out fine mm-hmm. shush <laughs> but it was his hands were everywhere i mean doing things he was multitasking with food and it was it was quite an exhilarating um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so go ahead with this. And the strawberries, there's just shapes are like chopped up strawberries on top with the apricot glaze. Nice. And the apricot glaze is just basically go find apricot jam at a grocery store, put it in a pan, full bit of water, reduce it down, strain out the chunks. Okay. And then the leftover, the, the syrup, just cover that on top. Nice. That's all that is. You gave it a nice sheen. Yeah. 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 It is, yep. Then the next one is um, a peach plum pear tart. Oh my. And this is where we're getting to that vinaigrette for the salad. Okay. So with the peach plums and pears, I poached them in red wine and cinnamon. Okay. 
so a poaching is cooking it in liquid essentially. Yes. So just chopped it up. I didn't um, peel them because the peeling when you poach of okay. the fruit comes off oh, okay. after you cook it. And then you're just like, you're just like once it cooled, did they it's just easier. pop up? Yeah, exactly. So I just reduced those down and made this wonderful syrup. So the red wine reduces, which has that rich flavor of red wine with some cinnamon, and then the fruit flavor. And that was the base of the vinaigrette. It was off the charts, y'all. I'm telling you, this salad was gone. I mean... Yeah, when was a salad ever gone at a party? <laughs> gone. I mean, this was gone. Gone. Really. I mean, when we first were... I think we even tasted the, the vinaigrette first. Mm-hmm. And before you had even put it on the salad, you know, we were all in the kitchen. I think there was five of us. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, Robin, um, Aaron, Cecil was there too. And, you know, the both of us. Then we were just like... Oh mm-hmm. my God! <laughs> the vinegar there was balsamic, and, we, and th- that sweetness and that tartness of that with this fruit, cinnamon, wine—it was so it was good. So, it was so yeah, good. it was off the charts, off the charts. I mean, it's one that. Uh, is there ever has there ever been a uh, vinaigrette? That's you cannot buy this at a store. Yeah, I was about sure to say, you buy this at a store. I'm like, dude, you have something that was super like, tasty. It was wonderful. It really was. And you think it'd be really sweet, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Everything balanced out, and then of course to put it on the the salad and everything and pour it over, it was just mm-hmm. really great. What else was in the salad too? Yeah, so I, I think it was just like it was just the greens, tomatoes, fennel. Okay, and then that vinaigrette on top. Maybe some like shaved almonds. I don't remember, but. Mm. It was, but this, the, but the keeper that was that salad dressing, and it was that nice, rich, like blackberry color because yes. of the wine and the fruit, a- and also, I mean, the contrast on it when it was poured across the the salad and everything, and it wasn't watery. You know, no, what it I mean? was super thick. It was good. It was so great. Uh-huh. We, you know, we're gonna have to do that again. Right? So <laughs> I know. We're gonna have to do another pastry. <laughs> another pastry. Yeah. Something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you feel that you really actually have to do, or can you probably just do the vinaigrette by itself and maybe a larger amount? Because you know, you there folks that probably want to. I still some. I think because I wonder. Like it's, we're getting out of that fruit season where right. peach, where the, the peach and the plums, I think, right? Where the peaches aren't really they're not a fall fruit, really. They're no, more of a summer. Not really. But I think any kind of wonderful pit fruit uh, would be good. Would be good that okay. you can just reduce down, poach it in some red wine, cinnamon. Maybe add a little lemon juice in there too. Mm-hmm. Just po- reduce right, that down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Reduce that down. Then add some like a balsamic, some oil, whisk it together. Maybe add some. I think we added some like herbs of Provence in there too, just to give it a little herby, herby nice. flavor. Man, it was so good. It was uh, so good. It, to speak on it and everything like that. Oh, on the air, and I know we're trying to describe it as best as possible, but um, I'm telling you, when you have, if you ever have the opportunity to make this, which I hope you don't mind. Uh, you know, listening to this, um, you know, when you're saying it verbally but i'm going to re-listen to it and write down the recipe unless you can write down the recipe for us and i will make it available but either way uh you know if you make it um please let us know (laughs) what you think of it because oh my goodness yeah this is this was definitely one of the highlights of all this wonderful food i mean and it was just a salad recipe that's all it was (laughs) I know it seems like, okay, gosh, they're going on and on about the salad dressing, but I'm telling you, when you make it, if you make it, yeah. So, which brings me to, you know, if you're interested in definitely asking some questions, because maybe there are people out there that's like, oh, what else can you use that on? Or what uh, other kind of 
vinaigrette do you have in your wonderful cooking mind over there you want to share that with people please feel free to give us a call here uh, at the radio station uh, on the show 651-200-3479 again that's 651-200-3479 phone lines are open you could take calls i mean we're taking calls so if you want to have a you have a suggestion or you want to ask a question about i'm not saying i'm not putting you on the spot but oh yeah, sure, call in. Uh, French cuisine man over here. <laughs> no, honestly, I mean that in all respects. Um, really, he has a wonderful mind when it comes down to doing French cuisine, and, as well as other cuisines as well. But again, with Julia Child being his spirit animal, uh, yeah, that's who he's going to be channeling right now. <laughs> so yes, once again, that telephone number six five one two zero zero three four seven nine. Let's get into this. To the Galantine? The Galantine. Alrighty. So, uh, <laughs> talk slow with this. <laughs> this. This was, this was, oh my gosh. Do you want to kind of give them a description of what, now you don't, I went ahead and did a little bit of research and I have on printed form what a Galantine is, but mm-hmm. you are best. But this is pretty much what I would, okay, I would, I would say it too. So okay, good. Galantine is, well, I'll just say what we did right. in part of this. So it's uh, we made a chicken galantine. Yes. And in that process, you skin and bone a chicken, which took some time to get down. But you take off the skin and the bones, but leave the meat intact. Um, and then you make, and you save this chicken skin, use the bones to make a brown stock. Mm-hmm. And so we have this chicken skin and a whole bunch of like force meat, which is ground meat. So ground up chicken, ground up pork, ground up chicken liver. And you make this meat terrine essentially that you flavor with um, different herbs and spices and we, we pistachios and mushrooms and you make that into like a log form okay. wrap up the chicken skin around it and then you poach it in brown stock and when you poach it it forms kind of an aspic so it's basically it is a deboned stuffed meat that you poach and cover an aspic that's what it is explain a little bit about Aspect. I mean, yeah. So I was never a fan of aspic until we ate this thing, okay. and I think because the idea is gross. <laughs> aspic is just it is the jellied food. I, I, jellied food, right? Yeah, is the best way to say it. So when you cook down and make a stock, it is the the jelly that happens when you put everything together. So when you when you like, oh, a great example is that in spam, that yes. jelly in the spam cam. Span cam that is an aspic. Or when you make a stock and you really reduce it down, that jelly that forms, that gelatinous stuff, that is an aspic. So it is just the, what happens with the marrow and the bones when you boil it down and cook it, it forms that jelly. Right. And so think of it as a meat jello, is what it is. <laughs> I love that. It's meat jello, right? <laughs> meat jello. Um, and as <clears throat> before, I've never really strained it out before, and I think that was why this one turned out to be so good is because it wasn't full of like meat chunks it was just the the gel of the it was just the straight aspect which made it really really tasty and when it's done properly it should just melt in your on in your mouth and be this salty meat flavor and so if you can see in the picture you can see some of the aspect just kind of floating around the top of the chicken skin and on the sides I'm sorry they gave it some additional flavor too oh man yeah Yeah. it's really a wonderfully tasty um Surprise for the Galantine. Um, and so on the inside of the Galantine, you see that picture. There's the green pistachios popping out. You can see the cubes of meat. So we took pork, a pork loin, 
um, ground up half of it, and then just chunked up half of it. And then also with the chicken, ground up half the chicken, and then cubed up half the chicken. So you can see the chunks of meat inside um, the aspic. And it's kind of like a cold cut, is really what it is. You serve it cold, because once you poach this thing, for like, I don't know, like an hour and a half, you poach it like 350. Okay. And then you take it out of the oven and let it cool in the, in the, in the stock as well. Okay. So it's, it's just going to town, then you refrigerate it for a day. So it, it takes a long, it's not a, it's not a thing you're going to do in two or three hours. No. It is a long process. But when it cools, that all the fat from the pork and the chicken and the liver and then the stock congeals and tightens up. And so you get this cold cut. You serve it cold, slice it up, eat it with the skin around it. You take off the skin, it peels off nicely. Um, it is great. Put on a little, you know, crostini, add some mustard, boom. Uh, what were we doing? Who, who, maybe it was Aaron. He was... <laughs> He was taking, uh, what, the Christini, uh, that, uh, that, and something. Oh, I didn't print that out, but remember the, uh, the I guess it's a dip or something. Or the like beans? Beans? Or the cheese? The, it was a white dip with, um, oh gosh, with uh, dill and everything. Yeah, that was... Um um, just um, fromage blanc, just a white cheese. Okay, so it's basically like creating that bourgeois. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I that one wasn't as that one. We we. So this this cheese that we made, made he was I wasn't happy, happy about this. This one didn't turn out so well. Um, but what you do is you take um, ricotta cheese and cream cheese and you herb it up. So you add like dill and shallots, and then you wrap it in um, cheesecloth and let all the um, whey soak out. Okay. And what we did wrong is we double wrapped it in cheesecloth, oh. so the way it just got absorbed in the cheesecloth, oh, it stayed in, so it, it didn't form as kind of like this goop. It should have been like a nice ball, um, ball okay. and it wasn't. But it was still tasty. No, it was. But I'm saying that he mixed, he did oh, that, yeah. uh, like those three things together, uh-huh. and was like, oh my God, this yeah. is wonderful. You know, we need to keep doing this mm-hmm. and this. Uh, but the Galantine, though. The Galantine is super rich. Oh. And like you could like it, it's huge too. It's not like a it's not a dainty thing. It's, it's not like we cooked it like this is basically like the size of a loaf pan. Where, where the hell did you guys get that uh, that pan? Good God! But so this is we had to, we did a test run okay of a chicken before we made it for the I party. Yeah. We did a test run because like how do we just bone this thing? How do we like what's it going to turn out like? So Aaron went to um, kitchen window <sighs> and bought a poaching pan. And that's what that's what that, that purpose of that pan is to poach. Wow! And this is a long oval that's relatively deep. Yes. Um, and it has like a shelf that you can take in and out, and it's just a poaching pan. And so you can just dig it. I mean, it's huge. It's huge. It, it, uh, it's yeah. We're seriously we're describing it, but it's like it, it's almost like two feet long. It yeah. Seems. Two feet long and probably eight inches in diameter. Yeah. It's massive. Yeah. And maybe I would say uh, t- ten inches deep, it's, like a, yeah. like my hand. Yep. Yeah. It's just this massive pan. That you because this guarantee needs to fit in there and then needs to be submerged in liquid. That's true. And so there's a lot of stock Gosh. that we had to put over that thing because it's just a massive pan, but super tasty. And this thing lasts forever. <laughs> like it doesn't really. It goes bad, of course. It's meat. Oh, of course. But like it just lasts for like probably like a week. Gosh, and as it and as it sits, the flavors settle, settle and more and, and blend. And you want, don't want to say congeal, but blend is a good way. Yeah, better way to describe it. Did you uh, did you have any leftover or whatever to like make sandwiches? Because that's my thought process. I was thinking... You totally can. Because uh, I was thinking, gosh, I could make a bunch of sandwiches. Yeah, you could sandwiches. You could just like... A salad thinking, or whatever. So I was just about scrambling that up in some eggs. Oh my gosh. Right? Super yes. great. Um... But yeah, it is just this rich, and I would recommend if you're gonna have make it for a party, mm. 
look it up. We watched a video. Okay. Um, we got inspired by this by watching um, a Jacques Pepin episode. Okay. He was, he was with his daughter cooking up stuff like, oh, let's try to make that. <laughs> that looks really fun. <laughs> then we watched YouTube videos of How to Debone, which was a lot of stop and rewinds. Watch it again. How do you do that? Where's the wishbone? Oh, my gosh. Right. Like cutting things up. But I would suggest watching the video to see how it's done. Okay. Try making it once before because there's a lot of things that can go wrong. Our first one, there wasn't enough fat, okay. and we didn't poach it properly. Um, Round two was way better. On the first one, though, um, what, what did you feel? Because I think you all were talking about the meat was probably not cut up small enough or something, or it, it wasn't cut up small enough, and it, it was really dry, so we overcooked it. Oh, okay. Which is a weird thing. You're cooking something in liquid, yet it can still dry out. How that works, I have no idea. That's interesting. But it happens. Hmm. I don't I don't know the science behind that, but it definitely happened. Um, and also, there wasn't enough fat. We didn't have enough fat content in it. That's probably it more than anything. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. Gosh, uh, man, I'm telling you, um, if you have another event like this, please uh, let me know. I will come help. <laughs> you know that. That's never a question. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. That was a, that was a wonderful. That was just it was an pretty much an entire day. Um, but it was great. Mm-hmm. So, um, what was your best thing from out of out of it? Well, what, the, doing this galantine, it was one of those things where, like, learning techniques of how to like how to bone and skin a chicken. Okay, that is something I think great. So, like, it makes me think like, can I do this with a duck? It is right. like duck season. Like last weekend, Clancy's Meats. I'm gonna shout out to Clancy's, oh which is one of my favorite stores. I didn't notice existed before. Uh, right? <laughs> so good. I went. Well, go ahead. I'll yeah, tell, so you, I, I'll tell you what I did. <laughs> I, wanted, I was looking for a duck confit. Like I have a small studio apartment. I would love to make duck confit in my apartment, but I just I can't imagine like everything from like my mattress, my rolling snowing like that. I can't imagine <laughs> how cooking it. So I'm like, I just want this. So I went and found it there. But um, makes me think like, can you make like what can you do with a duck? Right. Stuff and bone or do bone that and skin that. The same kind of thing. That how rich that would be if you make a pork sausage instead of like something more savory with the sweetness of the duck. It's oh. got that uh its own like extra fattiness oh to God, it yeah. and everything. That would probably be perfect. So the, this that technique of learning how to do that was a giant takeaway. Oh my gosh. Right? So just learning that that, that boning process. And the, uh, I'm still kind of new at it. I'm not great by any means. Don't get me wrong. This is like chunks. But so the, the skin didn't pierce, though. I was really no. proud of that. I was. I, I was in, that thing. I was very impressed. Uh, you know, looking at it. Did you guys? You tied it up to a certain. Oh yeah. Set, when, right? you, when you poach it, you tie. Um, you wrap it up in um, cheesecloth and then tie it with um chicken. No, not chicken. Um, kitchen twine. K- yes. Kitchen twine. And so it looks like this log that forms. And if you can mm. kind of see, there's like you can see on the picture the, like the the indentations of the chicken. Yeah. Or the kitchen twine, going around that. But that's just to keep it together because it's like there's this loose meat right. on the inside of the chicken skin, so it just keeps everything together. So when it cooks, it hardens up. Understood. Um, you, sorry, we're we're, trans- we're transitioning because he said this place, and you, oh. when I when I saw you go there, I was like, ooh, yeah, because wow. <laughs> that and you're like, oh my gosh, I got all these different super cheap clients meat. You guys, you have to go. Uh, so I, you know, after it. I think it was may have been on a Saturday, uh, it, probably Saturday or something, maybe Friday. No, it was Saturday. It was yeah, Saturday last month. Saturday. Yeah. So you know, from here, you know, I, I saw the message and I'm like, oh dang, okay, well let me, I'm gonna call them and see if what they got there because I had in mind doing lamb. So, so I called and Clancy's meat. Hi, do you have any uh, 
any lamb? Oh, yeah, we sure do. What would you like? We have lamb shoulder. We have lamb uh, legs. They're both boneless. So uh, any particular type, how much you want? I was like, what? I'll be there in about an hour. <laughs> yeah. It's quite, and, like, it's a small store. It's, it's basically a meat counter really? and then a meat cooler on the back, on the other side. It is it's tiny. It's fresh. I mean, the meat is oh, fresh. so good. They even do sandwiches yep. and, and soup and everything. So, I mean, seriously, a stream of people were just coming in constantly. Mm-hmm. I was just getting there early in the morning because I was there probably 11, okay. maybe 10.30. Right. And um, things were already going out. Like the salmon, because apparently the salmon season, it's kind of, Alaskan salmon, it's kind of on the end. Right. So like the salmon was out in the morning. I got the last of the duck confit. Like, and this is at 10.30 in the morning, right? right. 10, 11 o'clock. So get there early. People know about it. It's it's in um, Linden Hills, mm-hmm. which is that little cute, like you're like walking into a... European vacation when you go there. If I recall the address, it's 407 um, Burton. Uh, I'll have to look it up. I don't know, yeah. Uh, Because I knew, well, I didn't know we were going to talk about it, but I was a little bit excited about all the stuff we were were talking about um, because that's where I got the lamb from and everything. And, yeah, I, you know, you're always looking for the, the, a good, I won't say the best, but a, at least a good one that is going to really serve you really great quality, good cuts of meat mm-hmm. and everything. And there were other places that were going to have the lamb. They were going to have it boned in. So I was probably going to have to take it off the bone myself. Um, but then they ran out or they only get a small port. They seem to have like it on. Yeah, I don't know. But it's stock back there in their refrigeration or something like that because they were just they were bringing it out or maybe people weren't buying lamb that day I don't know Mm -hmm. but it worked out really well Um, so I got maybe this is probably too much but I don't care I got two pounds of uh, lamb shoulder (laughs) and uh, I think a pound of uh, leg of lamb all boneless I'm excited, y'all. I really am. I, I've never really done lamb before. Uh, cooked lamb or prepared lamb. So I've gone online, looked at recipes or whatever, and I thought, hey, you know, these are certain ingredients that I want to add to it. There is a Moroccan spice that I'm going to be using, which is Razalanut. Um, and I've heard, I've talked about it on the show, and there were other friends that were on the show that uh, mentioned it as well. Um, top of the shop or head of the shop is what they refer to it as in Morocco and other areas. Uh, I think of north in Morocco, of course. Um, and man, it's it's a wonderful flavor. It's a wonderful spice, but uh, I have so many other ingredients in there: potatoes and mushrooms and carrots and leeks and and everything. I'm excited about it. It's at home right now, so um, no one can follow me. You don't know where I live, <laughs> but uh, you could probably follow the aroma. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go back really fast. Um, yeah, and the meat that I bought this chicken from, mm-hmm. and the pork and in the inside, and then also I made um, a giant pot of beef bourguignon for this party. Yes, and all of that meat I got at Lowry Hill Meats. Yeah. Love Lowry, which is in Uptown. Yes, right which, on Hennepin. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Right on Hennepin, mm-hmm. which is a, it's relatively new, right? It's probably about two, maybe three years old. No, it, yeah. 
Really? I think so. I think I so. Get out of the same point. Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> they, they, they've been there for a while. And that's where I got the meat, and super fresh as well. Yes. And they do their sandwiches. They have a whole like deli thing there, but super fresh. They also do awesome classes in meat, like yes. sausage, and they have a butcher class. I would love to go in. The pork it. one? Yes. Good lord. Oh my god. So, I'm like, dang, wow, you know, every time, and it always sells out. That's the oh, thing. Of course, always. always. You know, they have enough time just to go for a couple, like, it's like, it's like a long. Yes, it's like so, three hours. Right. Oh, man. You know, and I think at one point I even made a comment, like, on their, in their class, one of their class, well, I wish you could have it again. Well, we're waiting to see you. I'm like, dang, don't. Me like this. Mm-hmm. I have other responsibilities. I've yep. written other things I gotta pay. I don't have time to be <laughs> extra frivolous, <laughs> yeah, but I want to go. <laughs> those are, I would say, those are my two favorite meat shops in town. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. Clancy's and Lowry Hill. Uh, yeah, Clancy's is now my new one, and they're really they're knowledgeable. It's it's funny because you know, when I was getting the shoulder, they were like, you know, this has uh, you know, quite a bit of you know, a little bit of fat on there. You're, you're aware of that, or it's kind of you know, and I'm like, yes, I'm aware, you know, because I read up on it and how, mm-hmm. you know, what area that it, it that it's in. She's like, okay, no problem, as long as you're aware, you know, because we don't want to give you, you know, we're trying to give you good quality meat and everything, and we just don't want you to think, eh, they gave us a whole bunch of fat, you know. So, no, nope. Yeah, well, I got that confit, because basically confit is, it's meat cooked and stored in its own fat. Okay. Right, so it's duck confit, so it's duck legs that are cooked in duck fat and right. then preserved in duck fat. So it's like this big bowl of all these just duck legs mm-hmm. sticking out in fat. And they're like, how much of the duck fat do you want? I'm like, how much can you give me? <laughs> He's like, I, 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 I got, I got six legs. Uh, like, clean off four of them, and okay. don't clean off two. <laughs> because I mean, just duck is so rich, and there's still fat on it. But like, I had, I cooked these, these. I just browned them up in the oven and crispy right. them up, add some lentils to it. It was great, but it was so tasty. Clancy's meats, let me tell you. Oh man, place to go. Dang it. See. Okay, so uh, tell us a little bit more about this uh, stew that you're doing. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, please. So it's just a basic um, stew. And when I say basic stew, it's not like a, it's not like your, um, I'm going to say Iron Range brown stew. It's, um, you take, you get um, stew meat or any kind of beef that you like that you can just chunk up, dry it off, and then you brown it in bacon grease. So you get lardons, fry that up in your pan, and then brown the beef before you make the stew in that. And that just puts a nice sear on the meat so the juices stay in. It just adds a lot of flavor. Um, great flavor to the, the meat. And then you add onions and garlic and herbs. And I was, um, so um, where I work, we do um, community integration with some of our artists that I work with on mm-hmm. Fridays. And so we spent a lot of time at Frogtown Farm um, this past summer. I love that place. Oh, it's great. And so um, yesterday I got a whole bunch of fresh herbs to take home and they're tarragon. Whatever kind of tarragon they have, <laughs> that, I just grabbed it. It smells so good. Um, so I'm just add a whole bunch of tarragon into this stew. So it's red wine and then onions, garlic, tarragon, tomato paste. And then you just cook that for a good three to four hours. Okay. And the meat gets super tender. And in the last half hour of that, you add capers and black olives. And with those olives, what you have to do before you add them into the stew mm-hmm. is you have to boil them first. Why is that? Because they're so salty. Uh. And it takes out a lot of the salt, kind of gets rinsed out when you boil them. And it's not for very long. But then are you throwing away that? Throw away the brine. Okay. And then just put the olives then in the stew because then it would be so salty. Okay. It almost inedible because it's so, so salty. Understood. 
But that's it. And it's, but it has this wonderful, like, hearty stew flavor. And I just like cooking um, stew with wine. It, it makes that meat tender. It makes a great, it's a great flavor, that reduced wine. And from this party, I have a couple of um, great bottles of French wine still. I have this wonderful, wonderful Beaujolais in my fridge. And I have another, um, I have a French Malbec. Oh, okay. I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't drank these. I'm like, ooh, what, what, what is going to be used <laughs> to make this? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Um, I want to go back to Clancy's Meat yeah. just to provide some information regarding Clancy's Meat. Uh, it's 4307 South Upton Avenue. That's Minneapolis. Um, 55410. That's, again, in the Linden Hills area. Um, again, if you're interested, you know, again, shout out to Clancy's Meat. I mean, man. 4307 South Upton Avenue, Minneapolis. Uh, that's over there by Lake Harriet if you're, you know, really trying to find where's Upton and everything. Because that's what I had to do. I was like, where, yeah. where is this? You know, I was like, man, okay, well. And they're open until today from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. So get your way. Get, I was going to say the other word. I was, get yourself over there. <laughs> over to Clancy's Meat. Clancy's Meats. Um, awesome place. Now, if only my computer... Okay. I was having computer issues for just a second. Oh. I was like, I need to get on my phone. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, what do you have up... Do you have plans for, like, Thanksgiving? Or what do you normally do for Thanksgiving? Right. So, Thanksgiving, my family has turned... It's, it's weird. It's, it's not weird, but this is how it works. Um... The weekend before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. we always do my dad's side of the family. Okay. Which I can never go to because I usually work. Okay. <laughs> and so like, I can't go to my dad's side this year because I'm in show. I'm in a production, so it's happening. So I can't do that. Right. And then on Thanksgiving, um, my sister-in-law always goes, uh, my sister goes with her husband's, her husband's family. So it's always just my mom and dad and myself. Mm-hmm. And so for the past couple of years, I'm like, mom and dad, we're not doing the typical Thanksgiving thing. Because it's just the three of us. That's ridiculous. Why are we going to have all this food? It's ridiculous. So we like, what should we make? Let's still have a big meal, but let's have things that we want to eat or try out. Okay. So last year, I made these wonderful pork loins that were um, marinated in white wine, garlic, herbs, and they were marinated for like 24 hours. Oh, wow. And then we just just um, cooked those things up, and then I made this wonderful basil mustard tomato cream sauce hmm. oh I'm telling you what was it what did you use that for the meat oh, oh. you just poured it over then you just cropped up some oh. tenderloin and those medallions right you drizzle that sauce over oh, I mean see. the mustard tomato cream basil you think like how does this work together oh <laughs> oh it does it does <laughs> it does it does so we had that um, and then um, just asparagus and I love so our friend Aaron yes. taught me this amazing asparagus recipe, which I do all the time now. It's just great. Which is, Go ahead. It's, you take asparagus, roll, roll them in olive oil, mm-hmm. add chilies and garlic. I was there that night, I think. When I, yeah. You go ahead. Yes, 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 yes. So you roll them in chilies and garlic, and you don't like mince up the garlic, just slice it up. So you have like those rounds, garlic yes. rounds. Chilies julienne in them, so you have like these nice green and red right. in the garlic. Then you cover it in brown sugar. See, I brown yes. sugar, and what happens when you and then you boil it, and that brown sugar caramelizes on top of the asparagus. Yes, and then all that wonderful liquid, the asparagus when it sweats out, has a sweet asparagus like juice uh, that's 
garlicky, which is great for bread. Then at the end of it, top some um, feta cheese on top. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. We didn't do that that night, oh. but we probably should have. Now yep. we know to do something uh, additional to that. Yeah, it's like, it's wow. great. So this asparagus, I, that's how we make asparagus for like parties. It's like, this is the way you do it. Oh, because wow. it's just... It's crunchy and tender, a little spicy, garlicky. It was delicious when he did it, and I think when we we were over there at like in the evening when he did it, or at least when I remember, mm-hmm. I remember, it was good. It yeah. was good. I mean, we were all like, especially you and I, were like, "Good lord, this is really good!" <laughs> <laughs> right? I, mm-hmm. Anyway, it's really tasty. Um, anyway, <laughs> so for this year, it's gonna be my mom and dad and I. And I have no idea what, what we're cooking yet. All right. Because um, I'm going up the day before Thanksgiving. My parents live like four hours away. Okay. So I'm driving up the day before Thanksgiving. And then what we're doing, I don't have to come back down Thanksgiving Day because I have a show on the Friday after. So. Okay. Just driving up. All quick. Right. Mm-hmm. How about you? What are you for Thanksgiving? I'm going to be just around. <laughs> I'll probably go from, I don't know, house to house. Yeah. Something like that. Uh-huh. I, don't know. I don't know. I really don't. But uh, I think... There's someone, she may or may not be listening, but there's a friend that is uh, a previous co-worker, previous manager, actually. Um, she's been trying to get me to do a bread pudding. Have you oh. had my bread pudding? Yeah. Or, uh, well, uh-huh. me and Cecil's, uh, you know, yeah, that rivalry. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's asking me to do that. So I'm thinking about doing that and maybe taking that to her. I'm not sure yet. So if you're listening, Ms. Harris... I am doing bread pudding, but we'll have to see when that comes along. Anyway, just know that you'll get it before the holidays. Um, that's, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll just, I don't know. Because my family is not here. Right. They're in Los Angeles. So I, I don't really, a lot of times it's my father. I will get in the kitchen with my father uh, and, uh, yeah, be cooking all this kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything, I all the stuff that I can't imagine. Um, we'll see. Yeah. I, I, but I'll, I'll try to make it, make sure that I'm around friends mm-hmm. and people that I love. Right. <laughs> so, uh, gosh, we could talk so much more about uh, uh, different dishes and foods and everything like that. I'm doing a, a lamb roast. I think I talked about that very briefly. So I, we were going to, I was going to kind of like bomb some stuff off of James, but even more. Uh, but, in his knowledge, he does not have room yet for for lamb. I haven't. I've never explored <laughs> lamb. So, uh, hopefully, in the future, he will have an opportunity to get some lamb experience. Well, I know where to buy it now. Yes, <laughs> I know where to get it. Clancy's, Clancy's meat. Clancy's meat. Um, but you know, before the show ends, as always, there is a segment that we like to call "Get Your Group On." So I'm going to talk about maybe one or two Groupons, uh, you know, and then we're going to kind of close out the show and find out what James is going to be up to, uh, you know, in his uh, professional, additional professional life and everything. You know, normally we do that at the outset, but I was too excited about the food. So (laughs) sorry, my bad. (laughs) It just happens that way sometimes. Um, I want to talk about the one uh, Groupon, which I love the Egg and I. Have you been to the Egg and I? The one in, like, Uptown? Yes. God, I used to live, like, blocks from there when I was in college. I would be, like, every weekend, I'd go to Egg and I. I was just there recently, uh, maybe two weeks ago. Did you you still like it? Oh, totally. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to make it. 
to uptown anymore. No, right? Because I live over on this side of town. Exactly. Dang. I mean, no, I don't mean it like that. Because I love living over here and everything. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, but yeah. The egg and I is classic. I also love the coffee cups. They're clear. Exactly. It's like, oh, this is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) How do you know about coffee cup? What? How do you know about coffee cup? No, no, the real oh, coffee cup. Real coffee like, cups. clear. It's like, oh. the waiter, waiter, waitress can always just see when you need more coffee. And they just come by, just fill it up. Oh. Like, this looks perfect. I was like, oh, what do you know about coffee cup? He's talking about their coffee cups. The actual coffee cups you're holding in your hand. So yeah. I'm talking about a restaurant. See, you know, there's that miscommunication. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there is a restaurant called Coffee Cup that's on Rice Street. Anyway, it's oh. over by where I live. Man, that's another place oh. you need to know about. Uh, <laughs> the Egg and I, um, there are multiple locations, but specifically um, the one in Uptown, if you're interested, uh, it's on Lindale, 2828 Lindale Avenue South. Uh, there is actually one, and I guess I found out about this one in St. Paul uh, maybe about a year and a half ago, probably. Yeah. And I know it's probably been there longer, but that one is on 2550 University Avenue um, West. Uh, again, St. Paul 55114. Uh, the one on Lindale, uh, 2828 Lindale. Um, Minneapolis is 55408. Uh, but both of those, um, at both of those locations, you can actually purchase uh, a $8 Groupon that covers a $16 value. Now, that's Monday through Friday. Uh, that you could use that. I mean, during that time period, there is another option, which is the nine dollar one. Again, still a great um, price. Uh, you know, and that's to use on any day, so Sunday through Saturday. So, just keep in mind that there is a group one out there. I mean, they have really great. Uh, it's more American, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and the diner food, but it's, it's diner, but it's top-notch diner. Yeah, food. it's not super greasy. It's just no. like it's great. I always get omelets whenever I go there. I, 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 I get an eggs Benedict. Oh yeah. I mean, that's just like, and I don't know. That seemed to be my thing right about now. But look at the board. They have, always have the specials on the whiteboard. Yes, exactly. Look at the omelet specials. Um, gosh, you know, they talk about Canadian bacon, and you know, having hog, hog, hog and does. I'm not. It's hollandaise. Not <laughs> I can't talk today. It's hollandaise sauce. I just said I have eggs bandits. Hollandaise sauce. Hagen does. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um, but it's it's light um, and it's it's very fresh. Gosh, I I don't know. I don't know. I think I, I haven't had breakfast this morning. Not yet. So maybe um, that's what this is my coffee right here. The cuckoo crazy is going on right about now. I don't know. I need to have breakfast. Anyway, once again, the egg and I, uh, you know, in Uptown, twenty eight twenty eight Lindale, and then of course the one on in St. Paul, twenty five fifty University Avenue. Uh, make sure you go and check them out. As always, as I always say, these Groupons are always here and then gone so you gotta go check them out when i mention them to you because they'll sell out pretty quick and pretty fast so just it's one get your group on we're only doing one because i need to go back to my friend here and find out a little bit more about what he's doing in his professional life and everything and things that are going on so tell us a little bit more what's going on with you yeah so um professionally i work at interact theater company yes which is located over um 
on mini 1860 mini haha is this new since the term oh i've been there for six months so i don't remember the last time i was on yeah i know crazy i've been there since may so also i'm going to plug the saint paul saint paul art crawl please do um interact is part of that interact is a it's called interact center for the visual and performing arts so there's a performing arts side which which i work in the visual arts side and the visual arts department is doing as part of the saint paul art crawl so make your way to interact it's 1860 mini haha saint paul um, activity, family friendly activities going on, food trucks, live music. Um, check it out. It's really cool. All the art is made by disabled artists, which is really cool to see all this amazing work that um, is up in the galleries and activities for kids to try out. So go ahead and try it out. Um, and then, so performing arts where I work, um, we have a show coming up that will be performed at the Lab Theater. Cool. We open November 10th. So November 10th through December 11th. I think it's when it closes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure yeah, when it closes. Well, it runs for four weekends. It's called um, Feast of Fools, ah. which is really great. It's a go ahead. No, 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 Feast I, of I Fools, which is, like, which is a medieval celebration that happens. Okay, um, where topsy turvy things, people replacing, changing power. The king becomes the Joker. Okay. So that's what uh, the show is all about. Come see it at the Lab Theater. Um, Kevin Kling, who's a wonderful Minnesota artist, yes. nationally known, he is in it. He is um, also the playwright, so come see it. It's funny, great, great language. Um, he's a great actor. Also, all the, the, all the artists are disabled as well. With this and, you know, honestly, I'm sorry, yeah. I interrupt you. You would never know it. I mean, they're they are so committed to their craft and right. committed to you know pro- providing a wonderful mm-hmm. performance i mean well i was i said all the artists are disabled i'm going to say about 95% and then there's guest artists that come in as well right. but the great thing like what you're saying you don't know you really don't who the disabled artists are you it's, don't. It's, it is you forget about disability you see artists you see actors on stage exactly yeah and, and gosh there's just something to to say and be encouraged about you know, individuals that are really just putting themselves out there and wanting to do something artistic. Um, so this, it, yeah, I'm there with you. I totally, I'm excited for you all and for your, your, the company and production yeah. and everything. So. so come see that. It opens on November 10th. Cool, cool. And outside of that, I'm working on my own personal projects as always, which if they have a deadline, I wish they had deadlines. Because then I'd actually finish them. Your personal ones? <laughs> yeah, all my personal ones. There's the thing, like with theater, working in music, you, if you don't have a deadline, you have an opening night, they can work on things forever. Oh, so, gosh. Yep. Uh, we, well, I don't I don't think you need to kind of like forget about Shakuta West. Oh, I know, right? That, has, that was my, one of my biggest resolutions this year, is to start Shakuta West, and it hasn't happened. Yes. Have, I, have, I, have I been doing all the work on it? Yes, but never the writing down. Oh. And I have a Facebook friend who's like, James, who's one of the, one of the first people I wanted to interview. She's mm-hmm. like, James, when's this going to happen? I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. This is, don't, oh, don't, don't, it's not happen. don't not do it or whatever. I mean, you do it in your own time. Right. And, you know, it, you know, certain things maybe take precedent or you have to make sure that your ducks are in order to a certain extent. Right. And, I, and I do understand that, believe me, because, you know, I know I'm joshing you right now regarding it because, you know, I'm like, okay, we have... Geist, we need to go to you know the fermentation right. part, which we haven't gone we haven't to. Done yet. I know that's you know I think both oh, of us have been to Happy, Happy Hog, Handsome Hog. Ha- I still haven't been there. Handsome oh, Hog. Uh, yeah, James. We should talk about after we've been on the show. I've been on the show this <laughs> my fourth time. I'm trying to start again. That's all right though. Not a problem. Don't worry. Don't worry. It, I'm quite sure it's not going anywhere anytime <laughs> soon. But 
I will say that you do live near, you know, lower town area and everything right. like that. So, you know, I think probably one day we're just going to look. I'm at I'm at Handsome Hub. Meet me here. You know, right. like something like that. Whatever. We'll have to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, dude, I'm so thankful. I'm sorry. I'm having the sniffles right now. All throughout the show. Gosh, I don't know what's going on. It's the weather. Allergies. I guess. Thank you so much for being here. I really do appreciate you coming out and just talking about this wonderful night that we had and just you know how your interest in you know cuisine that you you so love which is french i know that there's others but there's just this one that's like when i when i think of my friend james chef james chef laquettes like it's sorry chef laquettes uh it's french I, I, i mean that's not a bad thing it's a good thing. It really is. So, again, I really do appreciate you coming out and taking the time. Hopefully, you'll be back on the show very soon. Yeah. I will make it a point to schedule you, and we will talk about lamb. Yeah. Be prepared. Because I'll have your homework to do. Yes, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we are near the top. Well, actually, at the top of the hour. So, I want to thank you all so much for listening, taking the time out today. Um, I am here every Saturday at 10 a.m. Um, right here on WEQY 104.7, the voice of the East Side. Please make sure that you're checking out uh, my Facebook page, uh, The Unbougie Foodie. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, it is The underscore Unbougie Foodie. And of course, Twitter. Sometimes, like I said, you might hear a rant or two or me making a comment, but it's at Unbougie Foodie. Or if you'd like to just leave me a comment or a message, send me an email uh, through or the unbougiefoodie at gmail.com. More than happy to either share your suggestion or maybe a comment and so forth on the air. Because, again, this this show is really geared towards um, audience listeners as well and helping them uh, coming to appreciate more about restaurants, foods, cooking recipes, uh, things that you're able to do, you know, at home uh, and still have a really great meal, family, friends, and so on. So thank you so much again, uh, audience listeners uh, and St. Paul Twin Cities. I love you. Thank you very much. So as I close out every show, I want to thank you uh, again for taking the time, but also remember, and I always encourage you never to let anyone tell you what type of food you need to be because really, It is all about the food.